Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. It means a ton to me. Um, I wanted to start the week with thanking everyone that donated to the Sweep Away Cancer Rally. Um, we had a fundraiser, I'm sorry, it was the Ice Bucket Challenge. And um, there were about five of us or six of us on the board that were trying to raise money. We kind of had a little bit backwards because whoever won, whoever raised the most money got the ice water. <laughs> but we changed it up and everybody actually got the ice water. And, um, man, that water was cold. I was third in the fundraising. It was so fun to see Tommy Nelms and Darren Bebo going back and forth. In fact, I donated to Tommy Nelms, you know, cause we had Tennessee boys are trying to stick together. And Darren is just an amazing fundraiser. He's, uh, he's, he's, an, he really has raised a ton of money doing dinners and all kinds of things. And even just today, we had a couple of requests for donations, you know, to help people. And so it's great. Thank you for doing that. We had a big race. We raised $20,000 uh, in this ice bucket challenge. And a lot of people gave a lot of money. So thank you for that. And we donated it right back out today or not all of it, but some chunks of it. And it's great to be able to do that when people need help. We're there to help them. If you, and we're getting ready to have a rally in a couple of weeks and uh, that's really filling up quick. I think it almost is full, but then we're going to sell the rally t-shirts. If you couldn't make it donate and they look really cool that the art was done by Gavin good. If you know, Gavin, he's a big supporter of the chimney industry, a veteran, an amazing artist. And in fact, I've got one of his pieces of art in my, in my office. And a lot of people have his art because he's just so talented. Well, he drew the logo for the Sweet Boy Cancer Rally. Super cool. And so he made a shirt out of it. So when that comes available, please look for it. Also, on a whole different note, we crossed 32,000 plays for the Blue Collar Gold podcast. Woo! And I can't believe it. It's, uh, it's great. I hear from people all the time how something that was said, uh, something that was talked about has helped people. And that's the whole purpose of this broadcast. So thank you for the support. And uh, my friend Steve Trumbull, who listens, he was, he was getting after me the other day. He goes, Hey man, your, your podcast is a little, not uh reliable it's you know it's i'm not getting it at the normal times because i did have a couple hiccups there but you know i said i appreciate that i appreciate that it it is becoming part of people's you know weekly routine um and hopefully it's a it's a positive thing in in your in your day and in your business this week uh just right before i did the podcast tonight um my friend john caesar put up a clip of Simon Sinek doing a a talk about infinite versus uh, finite players and finite business. And I listened to it a couple of times and I was going to try to basically, you know, take his ideas and, and put my ideas to him. But he does such an amazing job of 
of just d- of explaining it that I you can't do better than him. So literally, first time I've done it, but I'm just going to. It's about ten minutes of him talking to a group, and I'm literally just going to let you listen to his talk and then comment on it afterwards because he does an amazing job of a different way to think about business. So. With that being said, I'm going to let you listen, and I will I will get back to you after it's over. Understanding the game we're playing. This game called work, or life, or love, or whichever one you want, or all of them. In game theory, there are two kinds of games. There are finite games, and there are infinite games. A finite game is defined as known players fixed rules, and an agreed-upon objective. Baseball. We all agree what the rules are, and at the end of nine innings, whoever has more runs, we declare the winner, and the game is over. No one ever says, wait, 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 if we can just play three more innings, I know we can come back and win. Doesn't happen. Right? You have winners and you have losers. Right? Then there is an infinite game. An infinite game is defined as known and unknown players. The rules are changeable. And the objective is to keep the game in play, to perpetuate the game. When you pit a finite player versus a finite player, the system is stable. Baseball is stable. When you pit an infinite player versus an infinite player, the system is also stable. The Cold War was stable because there can be no winners and losers. It doesn't exist. That's not a scenario we want. And so you keep the game in play to keep it stable. And in an infinite game, because there are no winners or losers, What happens is players drop out when they run out of the will or the resources to play. And then they're replaced by other players. The game perpetuates. The players change out. Problems arise when you pit a finite player versus an infinite player. Because the finite player is playing to win, and the infinite player is playing to stay in the game. And the finite player will always get uh, frustrated. They will find themselves in quagmire. This was the United States and Vietnam. We were fighting to win. They were fighting for their lives. This was the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. They were fighting to beat the Mujahideen. The Mujahideen would fight for as long as was necessary. Now, let's look at the game of business. The game of business is, by its very definition, an infinite game. It has pre-existed before every single company on this planet ever existed. And it will outlast every single company on this planet. But if you listen to the words of most companies... They don't know the game they're in. You listen to companies, they want to be number one based on what metrics, based on what time frames, revenues, market share, square footage, number of employees, based on a quarter, a year, five years, 10 years, 50 years. I didn't agree to those standards. You can't suddenly just arbitrarily say we're number one. No one else agreed to the standards. It's nonsense to beat our competition. Based on what? And they study their competition, trying to outdo their competition. And yet I've never heard of a company that's taken down by the competitors they know. They're always taken down by the competitors they don't know. Do you think MySpace knew that Facebook existed? They were worried about Friendster. (laughs) You can't make strategic decisions from studying your competition. You can make tactical decisions from studying your competition, but not strategic decisions. But when you listen to the way most companies play the game, they're in the wrong game. That's why they get frustrated. The great organizations understand that they're playing to stay in the game. 
Jim Senegal, the founder of Costco, says Wall Street's in the business of making the quarter of the year. We're in the business of building a company for the next 50 years. The understanding of knowing what game you're in radically changes the kinds of decisions you make and the way you see the world. It is also tremendously confidence building. Let me give you a true story. I spoke at a education and education. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I spoke at an education summit for Microsoft. I also spoke at an education summit for Apple. At the, education for my, at the education summit for Microsoft, I would say that 70% of the executives spent about 70% of their presentations talking about how to beat Apple. At the Apple education summit, 100% of the executives spent 100% of their presentations talking about how to help teachers teach and how to help students learn. One is playing this way and one is playing that way. One is playing finite, and the other one is playing infinite. Guess which one gets frustrated? So at the end of my talk at Microsoft, they gave me a gift. They gave me the new Zune when it was a thing. <laughs> and let me tell you, this thing was spectacular. It was the most elegant piece of technology I'd ever used. The user interface was incredible. The design was spectacular. I absolutely loved it. It was easy to use, and it was bright and gorgeous and fantastic. It didn't work on iTunes, which is a different problem, so I couldn't use it, but, but it was amazing. <laughs> and elegant. My God, it was elegant. So I'm sitting in the back of a taxi with a very senior Apple executive, sort of employee number 12 kind of guy. And, you know, I like to stir pots. So I turned to him. I said, you know, Microsoft gave me their new Zoom. And it is so much better than your iPod Touch. And he turned to me and he said, I have no doubt. Conversation over. Because the infinite player understands sometimes you're ahead and sometimes you're behind. Sometimes your product is better and sometimes it's worse. The goal isn't to be the best every day. The goal isn't to, out, to outdo your competition every day. That's a finite construction. If I had said to Microsoft, I've got the new iPod Touch and it's so much better than your Zoom, they would have said, can we see it? What does it do? React, 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 react. Finite players play to, be be to beat the people around them. Infinite players play to be better than themselves. To wake up every single day and say, how can we make our company a better version of itself today than it was yesterday? How can we create a product this week that's better than the product we created last week? We also have to play the infinite game. It's not about being ranked number one. It's not about having more followers on Twitter than your friends. It's not about outdoing anyone. It's about how to outdo yourself. It's not about selling more books or getting more TED views than somebody else. It's about how to make sure that the work that you're producing is better than the work you produced before. You are your competition. And that is what ensures you stay in the game the longest. And that is what ensures you find joy. Because the joy comes not from comparison, but from advancement. The problem is... The problem is, we're human beings, and we love to compare. We, can't, we love a ranking. Oh, we love a ranking. Top 10 this, top 100 that. 
Oh, we love a ranking. You know? Every industry has got its own rankings, and we love to be on those rankings, even though most of the rankings are arbitrary, and you can pretty much foil most of them. You buy your way onto most of them. Right? But I'm on the list. Right? They did a study, A, who do all the studies. Um... They did a study where they asked people if they wanted a free $400,000 house on a block where all the other houses are $100,000 or a free million-dollar house on a block where all the other houses are $4 million. Most people took the $400,000 house. We just love to be better than each other. But that is a depressing way to live a life. What I urge you to do, if you are not a millennial, is to have a little empathy for the millennials around you. They were dealt a bad hand, and unfortunately, we have to help them build their confidence, find their patience, and break the habit from their technology so that they can learn the social skills that they need to live happy, joyful lives. If you are a millennial, it's not you. (laughs) And take care of the millennial friends that you have around you because they're not mad at you and they're not bad people. They were dealt the same bad hand that you were dealt. Don't demand that they take care of you. Take care of them. And that's part of the problem. There's an entire section in the bookshop called self-help. And there's no section in the bookshop called help others. And the way that we fix the problems of the world is not by trying demand that help people help us how can i lose 10 pounds how can i find love how can i find the job that of my of my dreams that's what all the books say no it should be how can i help my friend live a healthy lifestyle how can i help my friend find a lifetime of fulfillment that's what it's about it's about service to others because that's what it means to be human Everything about our makeup, our biology and our anthropology is designed to get us to look after each other. Everything about our makeup is designed to get us to take care of each other. That's why an event like this feels better than watching it online. Because we get to sit next to each other. We get to sit with each other. It's nicer for me too. It's much nicer for me to be here with you. Because we're social. But we all have a responsibility in this tribe. If you want to have a happy, successful, fulfilling, confident life, you have to commit yourself to take care of the people around you. That's just how it works. Wow, wasn't that great? I I hope you guys liked it as much as I did. Um, It really helped me understand. I kind of go back and forth myself as to that finite and infinite player. You know, I say it a lot that, hey, I'm really only in business. I'm only in competition against myself. I mean, at the end of the day, I truly believe that, but I can tell you for sure, I fall into that. I fall into that competitive side that wants to, you know, keep building and growing. And there are times in different businesses I've had and somebody's come out with something new or a new program or a new thing. And then instantly you feel behind. And then you start doing something that you've been working on and it finally comes to fruition and somebody else watches and says, wow, I feel behind. But as long as you keep playing, you're never really behind. You're just in a different place in a very long game. And I have to remember that and I have to, there's, 
there's a feeling, you know, recently in our industry, there was so, some shakeup and, you know, the two, two factions kind of went their own way. And, you know, we're not in competition with each other. There were some people saying uh, one faction was going to die and, or another faction would die. And realistically, neither will probably die and both ideally will grow and uh, grow in their own ways. And it will depend on leadership and, and what's going on. And we just finished, uh, the, the group I'm with just finished our annual or one of our board meetings. And man, we have got some really great ideas and some really um, forward, great forward thinking ideas that are going to help the industry. And we've already put some of them into place and they'll come to fruition within the next six months. And one of them's a little bit longer goal that'll probably take at least a year to come out. But, you know, some really great has nothing to do with any kind of competition. It's just what does this industry need? What will help this industry? And they're very exciting. And we can't wait to roll it out because it's, they're just so helpful. The ideas will just, you know, back to what Simon Sinek was saying, you know, Microsoft was worried about the thing and Apple was worried about helping the people that would actually use the product. And that's really what we're focused on is helping those people in, in the chimney business, you know, run their businesses better, have better, you know, uh, experience all the way through from education of technicians through education of their businesses and, and, and just developing products that will do nothing but help them. And ideally, if we do our job right, then uh, people will want to, you know, ha have, you know, the, uh, our product. If we don't, then they will go to another product or they will search it out. But, um, you know, it's really fun to be with a bunch of really fast thinking people and everybody is very focused on the betterment. And at the end of that talk, you know, Simon talks about at the end of the day, we're all in it to really help each other. And I truly believe that. And I've talked about it multiple times, but even on our Facebook group, you know, the Chimney World Facebook group, it's really turning out to be a thing that helps people. And it's not a place to get beat up on, which I see that a lot. And I think people are getting weary of that anyway. And so it's really a neat place for uh, for people to just celebrate, ask questions, you know, show the dumb stuff they've done, um, you know, just be more honest, you know, and, and I, I really like that. I, I have been doing a weekly uh, broadcast on Facebook, on a Facebook live. If you have interest in um, more of a video format, uh, our, one of my uh, companies that I work with is called Surefire and it's an online training platform, but it really doesn't have anything to do with the training platform. It has to do with us interviewing people in our industry and other industries and talk about how to run better service businesses. So if you have interest in watching a weekly show, you can go to Surefire Academy on Facebook and click on, you know, get notifications or just like it and you'll get reminders. It's every Tuesday night at seven o'clock Eastern. And we just talk to people. And then in the next coming weeks, I'm super excited because I'm going to have some insurance people on there. I'm going to have some attorneys, attorneys on there. I'm going to have some other vendors and business people. I'm going to talk about some of the things we do to run our business. 
and break down. And the great thing about it is you can ask questions live. The commenting is pretty robust at times, especially if we've got a hot topic or, you know, some people want to talk and in it. I love that back and forth part about it. So, you know, please tune in if you're, if you're interested in that, but back to the finite and infinite, you know, recently uh, I was in the Inc. 5000 magazine and it's a true honor. And I like, you know, he talked about, we like our rankings and I do like rankings. I like to see, you know, my efforts turn into something that is quantifiable. And, and I think, you know, I, I do want to be the best. I want to, I do want to be sometimes, you know, recognized as some person that is, is stretching the normal boundaries that is, is going beyond what maybe somebody else went, because I also feel like I'm setting up a line in the same where somebody else is racing to catch me and will pass me at the, at a, a point. And there's a lot of young guys in our industry that are way ahead of where I was at their age. I mean, they are miles ahead. And some of them say, hey, it's because you, you know, Mark, you wrote a book or you did this thing. Or I've been listening to you and I've been taking your advice and I've been taking those small steps. And when I was doing it, there, you know, when I was their age, there really wasn't too many businesses that would share how to do it. But it's so fun to watch all these younger businesses racing forward and have no doubt that, by the time I plant my flag in the field of business and that I'm done, uh, these guys are going to be right on my heels, if not pass me by then and, and fly on by me and make the industry even bigger and better. And, you know, that's what we all are hopeful for. I'm excited for that. But at the same time, I'm competitive enough and right now still young enough and have the wisdom to keep competing, not against them, but more like what is possible. You know, I think that's what drives me as much as anything is what is possible in this thing? How, how far can we go? How far, how much can we change? And, you know, I was talking to um, some people today about how our business has changed so much that we've gotten really, really good at flexing and, um, and really figuring out, you know, what the customer needs and moving to that. And, you know, today I was talking to John Caesar. He's doing a class uh, at an upcoming event about free estimates and free versus paid estimates. And he's a believer of paid, you know, be being paid every time you go out for your knowledge. And, you know, my point and some other points were I want to get there and I want to get across the threshold of the door and then I'll worry about getting paid if I've shown my 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 value. And, and neither are right or neither are wrong. It's just whatever you want your company to do. But in our world, one of the main things was the inspection. We've got to do a full inspection to make sure we know what we're going to literally be bidding for. But with the change of our business, with the flexibility of our business, we're turning to more of a construction company. And so a lot of times I get called out and there's nothing to inspect. There's no fireplace there. There's no, there's nothing there to look at, or it has nothing to do with safety in the customer's mind. I know that a water leak in a chimney can be that, but 
you know, if I said, hey, I want to be paid for a full inspection on the interior flue and run the camera and do a full inspection, like, hey, I don't want all that. I just want you to stop my leak. I'm not even using this fireplace. So there's a battle right there. But I think part of that battle, the reason it's it's big in our industry is because we're changing so much as an industry. When I first got in this business in 85, 86, all I did was sweep chimneys. That was it. I swept the chimney. I inspected the chimney. I might put on a damper. I might put on a cap. I might spray some waterproof or do some really light repairs. I did that for a very long time. I remember I was in business for a long time before I saw somebody showed me an outside mounted damper. And I'm like, wow, that's neat. I never even knew you could do anything. Like I had no idea. And from that now, I mean, we, you know, we just closed on, we've closed on multiple six figure jobs in our field. And I had no idea there. I mean, there were there were years I didn't I just I didn't make six figures and now that's even just one job or even multiple six figure jobs that are coming our way and and we've just changed so drastically and for me I'm playing that long game I'm I'm opening up my eyes to what's possible I'm not in a race against anybody we're getting closer and closer to acquiring another business in a totally different area and. We signed some final paperwork and letter of intent today, so we're we're a step closer. It's been a really long product, really long project for us, but I'm excited to announce it when it finally happens. But we're just playing a game that's uh, against us, against ourselves, and and you are too. If you're listening to this, the game is you. It's it's you against you. And you're not even against yourself. It's it's how much energy do you have? And another conversation I had today with with a person, they were really tired. You know, the problem in blue collar right now is we're all so busy. And again, I, I mean, I'm not, not patting myself on the back, but I could see it coming a long time ago. This was bound to happen. Just with the lack of labor force, the need for our services, the more people stay home, the more you need blue collar people. And that was, you know, the source of my book. We've been teaching kids the wrong things. We've been teaching them, you have to go to college. You have to get a degree to have a good life. And the truth is, man, these blue collar guys are are really doing amazingly well financially. And I mean, I've got, I got a con- consultation from a guy who's just, I don't want to go into it because I don't want to give him away, but he's got $100,000 to do something with. And he's just a guy that works, you know, and he 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 doesn't own a business. And he's like, what do I do with this money? And I'm like, and I'm going to have a meeting with him tomorrow and discuss different places to put money for him. Some that are safe, some that have more upside or some more risk to it and see where, where he feels, you know, what he wants to do with it. But, you know, the the point is, we get tired from all this work. I can see it in my technicians. I can see it in my office staff. And we get decision weary. And in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have um, on, we're, we're starting with a new company that is going to help us with re- our recovery. You know, he, he, and I'm going to have him on the podcast. I was on his podcast. And I think I talked about him already, but I'm going to bring him on. You're going to really like him. I'm also going to have him on the Facebook live in a couple of weeks. So, um, 
you know, again, if you if you want to watch that, it's really been very well received. It's uh, go to Surefire Academy on Facebook, click like, and um, get notifications on our on our video, and and watch it. It's it's. Uh, I also play it on the Chimney World Facebook page too. So um, if you if you get denied entry into it, shoot me an email, Mark at Ashbusters.net. Let me know you're trying to get in because some people get in, they have nothing to do with the chimney business. But we want them to be able to be in. Some people are just hackers or they're fake IDs and we don't know who they are, so we don't let them in. So please let us know on that. Again, 32,000 plays so far for the Blue Collar Gold podcast. Uh, You know, it's not big compared to a lot of other podcasts. But for us in the Blue Collar world, and for me personally, I want to thank you for that. And I will keep putting out content if you want to hear it. I've noticed my my listenership is growing. Uh, my amount of plays per week is growing. Even my book that I wrote five years ago is growing in the rankings of of, uh, of Amazon. And so, you know, the message is getting through and people are wanting to know it. So I will keep doing it. With that, I appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.